Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Hi, my dears. Um, welcome back or welcome to the first time, maybe, to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm thrilled and honored that you are here and listening in. Today, I'm super stoked to share a conversation I had with Remington Donovan from The Mystical Arts. And I met Remington two years ago during the Rama Festival in Mallorca. During that time, I had a personal reading with him, which has hugely influenced and impacted my life. And I actually just listened to it again a couple of months ago and again and still got so many nuggets and good things out of it. So... Remington is a numerologist, a Kabbalistic tarot reader, seer and teacher of Kundalini Yoga, and he lives in Los Angeles, California. He has so much and deep knowledge and wisdom. And at the beginning of our conversation, he explains how they are very connected. So for us or for me <laughs> it really looks like there is so many different things but the beauty of it is he draws them all together which is also very much in line with life creation because life creation does that as well we talked about 2021 which is a five year and what that means he shares some of the ways we can incorporate these teachings into our daily life and approach it playfully and create awareness, you will feel his passion and the sense of curiosity he has about all these teachings, as well as the lightness and the humor that he brings to it. Remington was born into the tradition of Swami Sachinananda, learning meditation and yoga directly from him at a very, very early age. He began formal training in the Western mystery tradition as a teenager, studying under the Adept Master for 22 years, practicing the hermetic Kabbalistic wisdom of the ancient. He uses these technologies and talents to empower, inspire, and guide individuals in private readings and group sessions locally and worldwide. And he has some amazing resources and recordings also on his website, which of course we will link to in the show notes. But now, with no further ado, let's hop over to our conversation. Thank you. 
So Remington, it's so nice to have you on the Life Creation Podcast. Thank you for being here. And it's really good to see you after two years. Uh, wonderful to be here. And yeah, I'm so confused. I was like, was it two years? Was it a year? Like the vortex of the quarantine, especially for Los Angeles. Um, we've had like, one, we were one of the strictest places, at least in the United yes. States. So we've just <laughs> seen a lot of our one bedroom apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like a leap year almost. <laughs> Totally. It's just a fog. Like when I, my sense of time is totally thrown off now. Completely. So let me hit you with five this or that to just get the flow going, even though we've already okay. been chatting for like 10 minutes. But Okay. Yeah, we better jump in. Exactly. So sunrise or sunset? Ooh, uh, sunrise. Basil or parsley? Basil. How's <laughs> that even? I like, yeah, basil. What? My, my parsley, <laughs> really? <laughs> Coffee or tea? Co what? Coffee. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Oh, Lord of the Rings. Obviously. <laughs> I'm old. Well, it's my age. <laughs> Um, mountains or ocean? Mountains. And you live in even North? though we plan on going to the beach. Today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do. I love mountains. Like that's actually when I look at pictures of uh, Switzerland, I'm looking at like the mountains, and it looks like an enchanted land where everyone's like a magical elf fairy in my in my head, and like I just want to prance around and prick fresh basil up in the mountains. <laughs> And that's but I leave the parsley. Yeah, that's why you love Lord uh, of the Rings. Well, Lord of the Rings to me, I mean, is is epic. Probably too. By the time like Harry Potter came out, I, like I still, those are all like to me like kids books that um, I actually was kind of interested when they started when they first like when the first Harry Potter came out and I saw this phenomenon. It was this huge sensation, and kids are talking about like magic. For a minute, I thought, oh, maybe it would get people interested in deeper spiritual hermetic magic and the things that I do. But I, I can't say that I, in some ways, really noticed anything. But at the same token, I feel a lot of this work um, is becoming really popular. And I don't know mainstream, but it's definitely out there. Uh, you know, between astrology and numerology and those types of things. But I don't, I don't really want to give Harry Potter the credit. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> But yeah, that's a really good um, intro already because you combine so many different things from tarot to astrology to numerology, mysticism, Kabbalah, Kundalini yoga. And like, I was just thinking when I was, watching the replay of your solstice workshop which was amazing by the way so thank you oh thank you and i was just like how does he know all these things but you know I'm just <laughs> this shall remain a wow. mystery but how do all these things like you know um they complement each other and they must have like some certain things in common so maybe you can take us a little bit on a journey on that yeah no absolutely it, it's funny because people think that i 
I know all this stuff. And I guess for me, not that I take it for granted, but I don't think that I do. It actually took me a while to start teaching because I was like, ah, it's all common knowledge, right? But um, I would really what I could attribute to is just partly years of, of working with it. So yes. I definitely had an upbringing that I talk about a fair amount just growing up on a spiritual community and an ashram and learning a lot about spirituality and being exposed to a lot of different spiritual traditions and religions. Um, and so I feel like I retained a lot of that, but a lot of the, what we could call say hermetic magic or the Western mystery schools, or sometimes it's called ceremonial magic. And under that framework is, you know, Rosicrucian, mystical Kabbalah, and then within that is numerology, astrology, tarot, et cetera. And the thing is, it's actually not as, it's not that hard in a way, because once you start to decipher mystical Kabbalah, the way I was taught it, which is mystical Kabbalah spelled with a Q, there's a lot, there's little different lineages of Kabbalah. There's Kabbalah K, uh, definitely a little more influenced, like more Judaism influenced in my experience. There's actually Kabbalah with a C, which is actually Christian Kabbalah. A lot of people don't know about that. Um, and then there's Kabbalah with a Q, which is how I learned it, which is in this sort of loose heading. Let's call it ceremonial magic or magic with a K. And the reason it's just is spelled with a K is to differentiate it from stage magic. Okay. Um, you know, like David Copperfield or who, you know, the, who's there was like, why am I going blank on professional stage magicians? The, uh, Doug Henning, but nobody listening probably knows who that was. He was like a big one in the 70s and 80s. But, or, uh, um, anyhow, so that spiritual tradition within that learning mystical Kabbalah, you start to, it gives you the experience and it gives you the practice to really connect the dots which is what, what you're kind of saying. Like, how do I know all this? Or I pull all of these things. And that's really like kind of this master key. And it's sort of a system of all systems. And when you sort of, it's like your translation code. It's like a translation app, right? So um, so if you were speaking to me in a different language, you probably speak like nine languages because of <laughs> where you're from. Um, but, which totally fascinates me. But, um that root base you start to see especially with tarot how the tarot to hebrew letters to numerology so you take like a tarot card like um you know uh let's think of a good one all right the magus card well that's number one in the tarot but the magus card is mercury in astrology so then you start to connect those dots okay mercury rules you know the gemini and virgo for example and then also mercury on the tree of life is something called hod hd that translates as like brilliance and splendor and so you kind of learn those basic ideas mercury is communication it's intelligence it's brain function and then it's the Magus card. The Magus card is card number one, but the Hebrew letter attributed to it is a letter called Beth. And that has a numerical value of two. And that means a house. So right there, that's like just a little where it seems like maybe I'm going all over the place, but that one tarot card, for example, 
starts to tell a greater story. So you kind of just expand out. It's almost as if it were a little computer program and you like click on it and then a bunch of, you know, clicking on a website and then you have all these other options pop up, you know, your home screen about gallery. So, you know, obviously it's years of working with it, but the dot, it's really rooted in that mystical Kabbalah and then when you kind of start working in that language and that sort of dot connecting, you can easily maneuver between different ideas, spirituality, spiritual systems, ideas, concepts, things like that, philosophies, and see a bigger picture because you're able to, to take away the outside sort of apparel or the cultural, uh, oops, sorry, my watch is going crazy, or cultural language around it and you just get to the root so that's why i always say like any system of divination which could be tarot which could be astrology which could be I Ching, which could be pyromancy it could be something called geomancy uh bibliomancy the lists go on um i could pretty much do every single one there are some i may have to learn the actual technique but the interpretations i can interpret because of this practice of this method of this sort of master key or universal translation and all of that's really the practice or that's one all of that is magic but that's just one facet of magic yeah. it makes it easy because then i can talk about it and so when i do workshops i can just help sort of decode the, these numbers and stuff and then there's like a deeper message and that's where it goes deeper than just astrology or just numerology or just tarot and so there's a really cool spider web and i feel like it's the language of the universe and it's a way the late the universe is always speaking to us and it's speaking to it through so many different whether it's visual codes smells uh feelings etc cetera, etc cetera. and so with that practice just gives me the ability to certain level decode that secret and hidden language um if that makes sense <laughs> yeah no it absolutely it's, actually does and it's fascinating because i also think then it's really beautiful how then we see also similarities in different technologies and different wisdoms of different traditions and at the end they come almost together or you bring them together and also seeing that we can take different knowledge from different areas and still bring them together. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think being able to bridge the gap and I definitely see stuff just being in this world of sort of spiritual practitioners and I call it like the new age hodgepodge where people just take little pieces of things they like and are drawn to and are attracted to. And I think that's totally fine, but um, I'm like, I'm definitely laying out there's certain specifics. I have found though that the, like the yogas and so much of the Eastern uh, teachings, ancient Egypt, and then the magical teachings really are, it's all sort of from the same, source like it's the same sort of mystery school source there's so many traditions that were kept secret for years for, for i mean years i mean like thousands and thousands and thousands of years yeah. and they all really are coming from the same place that just the, that sort of that energy moved into different cultures over time yeah. you know like 
Um, so if I had the opportunity to study with other teachers or things like that, so, but, but I am sharing what I've authentically practiced, have learned, and I've had teachers in. So I'm not like, there's definitely a lot of made up hodgepodge out there for sure. Especially I live in Los Angeles. So it's like hodgepodge, uh, new age headquarter, crazy <laughs> central. Yeah. It's totally the central ground zero. Like I will see flyers for everything imaginable. Like, uh, you know, fifth dimensional quantum Zorathustrian shamanic healing journeys with, you know, yoga trance, like, all in like one thing, but you know, if it's helping someone explore their way, and that's what I do really encourage people. Sometimes people, they don't know, maybe what is your, you know, your path as an individual or people are, are searching. And I always say, just start exploring things you like. And when you sort of activate that energy, the things and the practices you're really meant to learn are going to start finding you. You know, I, I started with what I was born into, but I utilize that, but I don't consider that like my path. Yeah. You know, that sort of helped open the way for me to find what, what I wanted. I'm always impressed with people that grow up in what I call more sort of normal backgrounds or they weren't exposed to spirituality or anything esoteric, you know, tarot or meditation and things like that. And then just found it without, like, and really got into it. That impresses me. I was already exposed to this stuff, so it doesn't doesn't seem as interesting to me. I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'm already very open and aware and was being taught a lot of these principles. Um, but I, I love the way it merges. And really at the end of the day, I'm sharing the stuff that I love and have worked with, you know? And I work with it because I love it. Yeah. So 2021 is a five year and we pretty much, pretty much exactly hit like halfway point. <laughs> like Yeah, I guess we, yeah, like we're about to, yeah, we are, at the time of recording this, we are half, it's half exactly. done. So we still have half a year to get our shit together. Yeah, totally. So looking back a little bit, you know, what has happened, you know, from, all you know the wisdoms you're pulling together and what is in store for us in the next six months like what do you see like maybe obviously numerology astrology like just what and of course that could be go could be very long and deep but just like share what you feel is important to you well you know i look at the the numerology for the year which is I like that because it's kind of simple and it's like one pointed. The astrology, technically astrology changes about every four minutes because of the moon, the speed of the moon, like little differences. Um, so the astrology is just a constant upkeep. It's like reading the daily news or whatever. But with the numerology, it gives us not only an insight, um, it becomes kind of predictive, but it's more about what are the spiritual lessons for you as an individual to work on. And then I like to sit back and then I watch what happens with the collective of the planet. And 2021, we're living in this five-year energy, which, you know, especially saying at the end of 2020 and into the beginning of this year, 
speaking on that. And, you know, five is a very, um, it's very fierce. It's very disruptive. It's very active and it's an inherently destructive energy. Now what we, we use it as positive destruction, like, you know, not any different than I'm doing a juice cleanse to clear, you know, my liver and, and get myself vitalized and clear out old sludge and dead matter in my system. But, um, five is, is, uh, so it's when we use it, it's, you know, uh, and those of you listening, it's sort of destruction for good. So clearing out the obstacles in your life, what, what is keeping you held back? And, you know, is it your limiting beliefs? Is it maybe an oppressive job, whatever, and not great relationship? You know, we all have the things that are holding us back, but the five gives us that power. It's a sword. So it's really like, where are we going to pick up a sword and kind of liberate ourselves? So it's, that's why I call it the disruptor. Um, I was thinking that so far the, the year could have been a little more potentially violent on a mass sort of collection or the collective rather. Um, you know, but it, there's always violence. I mean, you could tune into it. It just depends what you want to watch in the world. But um, I think a lot of people are really awakening in their consciousness. And that's really what the five is meant to do. It's meant to awaken and activate. I even did a five-year workshop and I described that five energy as an alarm clock. Like, it's just like, boom, it's like time to, time to get up, time to wake up. Let's do your mission. So five is, is that energy. It's war. Five is the number of war. It's Mars. So this is another thing how you tie, tie all the strings. You're like, okay, five is, is the planet Mars. It's the color red. Mars is about warfare, but it's about right action. And then I look at what's the tarot. Well, most people would think that card, the fifth card is um, the Hierophant, but actually the fifth card is the Emperor card. And then the emperor is attributed to Aries, which is ruled by Mars. So Aries is get up and go and it serves you. So it's, a, it's an impactful get up and go energy. And it's also the physical body. So great year to get in shape. So if all of you are, you know, going to the gym and working out New Year's resolution, resolutions haven't come to fruition, it's never too late to start. So just think active. So I think the collective, uh, I don't know. I'm so far. I'm happy. It's been less violent than what potentially could have been. But here in America, right as the five year began, we have all this crazy stuff at the Capitol, and there's all of this like symbolism in that. A lot of people get so caught up and are just blinded by what they see in the news. And I'm looking back and seeing all the layered symbols and everything that's happening. It, it was very interesting. But I was like, oh, that's five energy right there. Um, whether it was, you know, set up or not, and that's a whole other topic, but it still is that, that energy coming yeah. to a head. So, you know, but for me, like I've used the five energy, like I wanted to get in shape a little bit more, get moved, you know, a little more cardio energy. Um, and then just, I probably, probably cleaned through our apartment as many times as we could. I mean, part of that, was quarantined last year, but I still was like, there's more. We could, there's another drunk drawer somewhere. So five is the energy of clearing out the drunk drawer. So 
you know, so what doesn't serve you? We still have time to work with that. And this, like, you'll see all these numbers go in sequence because next year we move into the six energy. And six is very, it's the union of macrocosm and microcosm. It's God and human, right? The, the original sort of language was God and man. But, you know, we you have to sort of abstract on all of those. Uh, so this is why during the five year, we want to get rid of the things that hold us back. And that's why we want to, we're given this tool of the sword to sort of cut and to clear the way, even if it's just clear the fog of your brain, right? Like the cobwebs in your brain. But we move into a year that is a sort of a more elevated consciousness and we have more direct access to our knowledge of our true purpose and who we are and more direct access to our soul, more direct access to divinity and things like that. And it's going to be easier to access that if we cleared away the things that get in the way of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So like, so that five year was prepping us to get rid of, and then six year is like, we're going to open up to something much higher. Uh, so the six consciousness is very prayerful. It's very meditative, things like that. So, and then, you know, I'm already looking that six year prepares us. Then we have the seven years. Seven yeah. all about prosperity. Well, that's all about prosperity. Six will be a little bit more of a flow. Um, you know, so it's really interesting to me to watch the collective. We still have half a year to see if, you know, I mean, we've definitely seen violence and conflicts escalating once again in Israel and Palestine and things like that. Um I mean, that's been an ongoing thing. I've, I've been surprised as if people just learned about this or something it's the last you know, month in the news. But, you know, that's definitely war is a symptom of the five energy. And do you look at the numerology of the month as well or less? Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I send out a newsletter at the, usually the first. Here and there, it's the second if we're running a little behind. But I don't think anybody really notices. Just this is the beginning of the month. Um, I'll look at. So we're just at the end of the six. We're coming, uh, yeah, at least recording this, and we're coming into a seven energy. Yeah, you absolutely. Thing is with numerology. This is why I love numerology. The, this is an official official teaching, quote unquote. The first rule of numerology is there are no rules. Mm, so. Okay. You can, um, I mean, sure, you can take that to like an extreme where you're just making things up, but you're allowed to just freeform to some degree. So sure, I, I have like a data bank in my psyche of a lot of reference points to say about the number six, but um, for anybody else like use whatever the number is so if it's the number of the month we're going into a seven month uh, in july um you can start free associating what are the things that you know that have to attribute with seven maybe you're born on the seventh or maybe mm -hmm. you're born in that month like all of that has meaning but um so you know that's what's kind of cool like even when i teach a lot of times people will give me feedback and they'll share something. I just, a reference point that I never would know or think of, and they're just as accurate as I am. And then that broadens sort of my base of 
uh, places I can go with my psyche. So that's why I always say the process of numerology needs to be meditative and artistic and fluid. And then that practice opens up something higher in your psyche and you just get deeper answers. Like, why is it I could look at a, a numerology chart and just and see that someone could would be really fulfilled working in hospice care with people that are dying? Or literally, I looked at this guy's chart and it was all about finance and accounting. And he was like in the middle, he was wanted to switch careers. And that's what he wanted to do, but he wasn't sure. And I've just seen those those things. And it's there's nothing you're going to look up that says, well, this combination of numbers means accounting, right? Um, you know, like the number eight is a good money number, but it doesn't like it just it opened up something in my psyche that allows something higher to come through. But it is handy that I have sort of these general concepts through yoga and Kabbalah an essence of what that energy and what that number has to tell us. And from there, just, just, you really can go with it. You can take the number seven, let's say you're born on, you know, seven, you know, five, July 5th, or you're in Europe. So it would be the 5th of July. <laughs> when I do, when I do charts for Europeans or really the rest of the world outside of America, the dates are backwards to me, you know, cause we say the month first. And so and that's a big difference in a chart. So, but you know, you can multiply that You multiply five times seven. And that's, for example, what is that? 30, that's 35, right? Yeah. Um, and then 35, you could add that, and that's eight. So now all of a sudden, your somebody's birthday starts leading you to eight, or you can just add it up. You can multiply. You can play with it. 35, I happen to know as a as a number and an energy that means the power of God is what it translates in Kabbalah. And um, you know, you just get to go with it because it's it's the synchronicity. Numerology really is synchronicity. Synchronicity is the language of destiny, but doing numerology opens up the synchronicity. So you're actually opening up your destiny more. Um, so it's a it's a really a meditation above anything else. It's a, or a poetic art form. Yeah. And like I have a book coming out. I know. And so I know a lot of people will be using it as a reference. But I explain in the book, like, take this as a little springboard for your consciousness to leap off of. Okay. So don't be so literal if you're like, okay, the number eight is life force. It, it attribute, it's also Mercury, the planet Mercury. Its color is orange and things like that. That's like a good, good sort of starting point. Yeah. And I'm going. And, you know, I always love that. And I love how, you know, in, in your your book and correct me if I'm wrong obviously but it's like you know it's a very I guess practical guide for for beginners right to use numbers in everyday life so and I love that um the the Virgo in me is you know that the practical aspect <laughs> loves that okay super Virgo okay yeah Virgo alert <laughs> I actually Virgo energy is is really good for that it's got to be practical but continue mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe, and you know, you, you touched on a few things, how we can use these technologies um, into 
our daily lives really and you know I would love maybe you have some additional I know tips or tricks how people can without of course giving away everything in your book <laughs> but just what do I even remember what I wrote <laughs> <laughs> and your book is coming out in November right is that is that yeah the, um well the official date from the publisher which I thought was really cool because it's a numerology book is 11 11 no way but I yeah but they didn't this isn't like a new age book uh, publisher where they were like, all right, we're going to do 11-11. Like, I literally have to email my editor and I, when I first got the contract, and I was like, it's Mercury Retrograde, so if I can please sign this after this date. And they were like, they worked with me. They were like, um, okay, yeah, that seems better. Sure, whatever. So it wasn't, but I feel like that was a good sign that it's like really in a higher alignment that the numerology book with a not metaphysical publisher even though they're really cool and they're nice and they get it, what I'm doing, um, put it's 1111 officially. Although I believe it might be available 119 somehow on Amazon. It's already available for pre sale on Amazon. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, it hit number one bestseller on Amazon. I didn't even know. Wow. <laughs> so. It's off to a good start. The cover is. isn't even up. Yeah. The cover's not even up on Amazon. And the title was possibly going to change. But okay. I just figured it was the publisher getting ahead of the game. But, um, yeah, it's going to be very practical. You know, there's a saying I like, if it's not practical, it's not spiritual. Otherwise, it's just philosophical puff. And it isn't anything you can use. And my intention with this book is to bring someone from, you know, zero knowledge they never even heard the word numerology they could actually go through this book and um do a numerology chart and i'm teaching what the way i do it mm -hmm. and the way i look at it um and i do thousands of readings um but uh the other thing is too someone who's a quote very experienced numerology just is still going to get so much out of this because it's also my I'm sharing how I work with it in my experience, but also I actually originally didn't want the title to be beginner's guide. And then the more I thought about it, and I also trust my editor and my publishing, like, you know, they have years and years of experience with this. So they kind of know, and, and they've been, it's been a very good symbiotic relationship with everything. But, um, uh, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, well, how many numerologists really are out there anyway? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even, I know one other person and I know of one other person, but technically I've met them um, that do numerology. And I think it's only one of them that really does it even for a living. So um, if you think you're an experienced numerologist, you will get something out of this book, I promise you. So what are some practical ways that we can incorporate numerology into our day? Well, I mean, it, you know, it's helpful to have some basis in a tradition or a system that explains the sort of ideas and spiritual concepts of the different numbers. Mm -hmm. And then from there, there's which is what's in my book mm -hmm. and then from there there's no stopping you 
it, like, yes, there's a numerology chart. So you have a soul number and a karma number, mm -hmm. life path number and things like that. Start messing around with it. Like, but your life path number, for example, which is sort of the most common that a lot of people are familiar with that are in this world, um, is you take your entire birthday and you add it up. Um, and then what, and then you usually add it up. So it's a single digit. And then in my tradition, the way I practice and teach, uh, if it's a number 10 or an 11, if it adds up to that, you just keep that number. Yeah. So you just add your whole birthday, including, so, uh, including the four digit of the year. So, you know, um, like what's your, like your, like, let's say I, I always use a calculator station. Like you're born July 5th, 1985. I think that if you add all of those individual numbers up, it's 35. And then you add three plus five and that's eight. So that your life path energy is like this essence. It's your path. Like what's my path in life? What where I go? What's the direction I go? Well, that gives you a hint of kind of what you coded should be doing and where and sort of how you get there and how you navigate the world and then for example eight is the number of the pranic life force right so in yoga we use the term prana which is like the mystic life force chi and, and other traditions the ode force but it's just life vitality <clears throat> um and it's infinite life force um and then from there you know, it's a number that loves to heal. So on some level, it doesn't mean every person with an eight life path is a healer or doctor, but some level of their energy makes things, it does heal situations. So, um, you know, but you could look at the month, look at the day. Is it, you know, it's the 25th. So that's a seven day, but 25 has meaning. We numbers show up constantly. Yeah, constantly. We're seeing them on license plates. We're seeing them in addresses. Um, you know, I, I was in some, I, I loved Iceland because it, it, and then certain parts of like Spain where you've been in, wait, did we meet in Mallorca? Yes. Okay. Um, Mallorca has a little plaque. So I see a lot of the address numbers and Iceland, for example, has really clear address numbers on all of the buildings and it's all in the same sort of font and these little plaques. And um, I'm always like, assessing the numerology of like how i'm going yeah, but yeah you, numbers license plates are a big one especially in los angeles because it's such a city where we're sitting in our car so you know even the famous also, yeah go ahead sorry i was just gonna say really quick david lynch you know the famous yes. filmmaker and director and stuff he utilizes his system of numerology he talks about i've uh, seen interviews and he'll he'll know sometimes if a project is going to get green lit if um, he sees a sequence of certain numbers. So cool. All in license plates. So that brings me actually to another question, also in terms of repetition of numbers, right? Because there is like, you know, you also mentioned, you know, the, of course, eleven, eleven. It's it's a very, you know. Um, oh yeah, people love like, that. But but even like seeing like five 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 or you know the the triple numbers or the or even double numbers what is kind of the energy behind that well anything triple is more uh manifest because it, okay. it it involves the number three so three is is the number it's, it's so 
to get a little heady with it for a moment, three in Kabbalah means the idea of form. And so the, the concept of the number three is when we first have a container in the universe, meaning you have creation. And let's say the first creation was like a dot. And then from that dot came another dot. And if you connect those two dots, you have a line, right? But then once you have a third dot in creation. So the idea is that creation actually came through a series of numbers. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden you can make a little triangle and that triangle holds space. It holds a container, right? So that's why it's the idea of form. So that means that anything three really starts to activate manifestation. So if you're seeing a triple number, the one thing you could do is say, okay, five, which we're talking about, which is like action, it's the sword, it activates, it disrupts, it clears obstacles, it's your alarm clock. Well, it's also a teacher, for example. It's an editor, someone who clears away. Uh, teacher helps you sort of remove obstacles, gets you gets to the truth, right? Um, so we have that energy of um, times three in a way. Three is making it more real. So it's more manifest. It's more potent that way. Mm -hmm. And so that's, so I just take the concept of that number. I see so much crap out there that's like super made up, not come from anything. Also people call those angel numbers. I've never, I never even heard that. I've been working with numerology for years, longer than a lot of people that are into it have even been alive, because <laughs> A, I'm not old, but B, that's just when I really got into it. And um, so, it, you know, it's not, angel numbers, I get it, it it's kind of catchy, but worst case, even if you have no idea what sevens are about or something, triple numbers are also just a hint of synchronicity, and it sort of confirms you're in an alignment. Yeah, but um, you know, people. So you you kind of sometimes you can do something called scrying. You scry into a number, which just means you sort of gaze and meditate. Allow the answer to come to you. The number symbol itself will tell you something. Mm. You know, we use if there's one sort of universal language, it it is numbers because you can go anywhere in the world, and even if you know you don't speak the native language. Um, the numbers are going to be the same. Yeah, it's true. You know, I was also thinking. Although I did. Before, uh, yeah, but um, I when I lived in Vancouver, and you know, Vancouver is very there's a big Asian community, and mm -hmm. one of my first apartments in that building, it was you know a high rise with I don't know how many how many floors, but so many floor numbers were actually missing because of the superstition. Right, like, like the, the number four, I believe, four, is four, one. You know, and of course, 14 yeah. as well, 24, everything with the four, and then 13 as well. I uh, guess what it, well, 13 in our, like, sort of Western or especially America, mm -hmm. I know that they used to not have 13 floors in a lot of yes. buildings. Um, but I did, I have a friend who's Chinese, who's also a client, uh, and sometimes a student. And they were saying that the, I guess it's that the, their word, the number four and the word for four and the word for death are sound pretty much identical. Exactly. So four is like a number of death. 
which I sort of abstract. I thought that was interesting because four to me is all about heart chakra opening. And so, but in a way it's, it's like the real heart chakra opening removes your ego. Right. So that's kind of a death. on On a higher energy, I death and death is a powerful alchemical transmutation and, and whatnot. So I took it like that. You know, I think nine is considered a lucky. I knew someone who was buying real estate lots whose addresses all added up to nine and sold them to Chinese investors. But I don't know, you know, every co- what? Oh, eight, eight, is a good very, one? eight is very abundant or um, prosperity in, for Chinese people. Well, eight, I attribute as to be money because you take like life force. Money is, if you have more life force, you have more vitality, you have more energy, you have more options. Well, in a three-dimensional realm, that manifests as money. You have more money. You have more vitality in the world. You have more options of places you can go. You have more freedom. It's more infinite. So eight, ties into money too so you kind of as you start to work with it it may not be as obvious on the surface but when you meditate and you realize these higher concepts and the numbers and this is where i'm applying mystical kabbalah you're like oh i see how four is a death yeah totally right but that's a different notion of death per se you know but yeah during the four year before and i was talking about the four year but then 2020 this was the craziest year in a way we've seen as a planet, right? I mean, there have been, you know, yes, World War One, World War Two, all these crazy atrocities, major things like that. But this was still a world collective experience that we've seen. Like we've yeah. never, we've never quite. I guess the great, uh, you know, the pandemic of nineteen eighteen or whatever. But. Um, you know, it's very interesting for us and people that are alive now to experience that. So that, like, look at that death. Look at, you know, it's right. kind of interesting. That, so the Chinese were kind of right, but yeah. I also saw it as a different level. And it's also a number of forgiveness. So, you know, if you really think about death in, in the tarot, the death card is a great liberation. Yeah, it's... I. You know, it comes back to what we talked about at the beginning, how when we start looking at it and then you see all these connections everywhere with it, right? And it's actually, it's so it's so true when you say that numbers are so universal, like compared to language, right, for example. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like every tradition, whether it's a spiritual tradition or every culture, has numbers that are sort of like lucky numbers or unlucky numbers pop culture has it most people i know that don't even they're they're not into numerology or whatever they kind of have a lucky number like everyone kind of has a lucky number maybe it's your birthday maybe it's the year you graduated high school or college or something there's always numbers that are significant um so that's numerology right there so people who have their like i can't believe i don't know if it's a thing in Switzerland, but the United States, I don't think it's as popular, but um, people would get like a class ring. So they're like, right, I graduated high school. Oh, and then they have a ring. I'm like, what? Like, 
I was like so done. I like wanted to drop out of high school. Yes. Like, I don't need a ring. But that's my experience. But it's a thing in America, this class ring. I was like, who who's so into high school that you gotta commemorate? Like I graduated in the year two thousand or whatever. But, you know, whatever people are into, I don't really care. And it uh, makes somebody money that sells class rings. So, you know, kudos to them for creating that business. But that number is is sort of imprinted there. We make a thing. Everybody kind of remembers the year they graduated things or anniversaries. So yeah. I, I'll do a lot of readings. I'll do, like, wedding readings, like mm-hmm. consultations. And I always tell people, like, sure, look for the astrology, right? Like, there's good astrology for a day to, like, lock in that commitment of marriage. But ultimately, you're never going to remember the astrology of that day, but you will always remember and know and have significance around your wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. right? So, like, my, I even know my parents was April uh, 15th. Um, so I was always aware. It's interesting because 15 is the mystical number of five. Five is war. My parents argued all the time. And I always think, interesting, they got married on the 15th. Like, um, my father passed away and my, my mom has since remarried. But I did the numerology and I was like, you know, 22 would be a much really nice day to, to get married on because it's also a four. 22 means its own thing, but the four, you have this, it's a high love, high heart, you know, and it is a surrender. And um, so I look at those dates and to me, the number day is more important because you're going to memorialize that day in numbers more than you're going to memorialize while that day moon was in cancer and, you know, sun was in Scorpio and Mars was in Leo. (laughs) You're never going to remember. You're not, nobody does that. Even astrologers don't do that. You could look back, but you're going to remember I was married, you know, July 22nd or the 18th or whatever the case is. So that's why it's really important on your birthday. Your birthday number, like I was born on the 28th of the month. So when I see 28s everywhere, I resonate with that. Yeah, that's Not true. like, oh, Pluto was in Libra when I was born. Like, it, you know. <laughs> So in terms of the birthday, it's, do you also look at, or can somebody also look at, you know, for example, we are in, you know, 2021. So then I look at my birthday, you know, September 22nd, 2021, and add those numbers up and see what that meaning is. And that means something for me for that year. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And that's, what's cool too, is like, start playing around, multiply, look at those you'll start to notice like patterns of numbers, but even with the triple numbers or whatever, sometimes you go around and you just see, I had someone, a dear friend of mine, they always see for years throughout their life, the number 511, for example. So, you know, that's a triple number. You don't think about it, but why is that always showing up for them? Mm -hmm. You know, and then happen to also be like their birthday and things like that. So, um, yeah, keep track. You'll see that there's all these patterns unfolding that are a message for your psyche. Just people aren't always paying attention to it. And then on the on the extreme, there's definitely some crazies out there that are overly paying attention to it and like always waiting for this sign. I had one guy 
Oh, I, I get this a lot, but like people, if they know me as a numerologist or whatever, um, this one guy was tracking charts and numbers and he came up to me and he had almost like scrolls and a notebook and then they were in his phone and he really wanted a reading and he was telling me all the stuff and he was saying that he still lived at home with his dad, but his dad was like this evil vampire who was trying to get him and he was like a little unstable and he, I was like, your numbers tracking, I was like, it's not helping. He's like, I really want a reading, but I don't have enough money. I was like, here's your free reading. You need to get a job so you can start making money. You can move out of the house. You're like 35 years old. And you need to get away from this father that you say is a vampire who's trying to undermine your whole existence. It's like, you don't need a numerology reading. Like you got to get your freaking life together. And so I'll see that extreme where the numbers become madness. But um, really, when you're awake and you're paying attention and you're noticing the subtle energy. And the thing is, with Kabbalah, I can read numbers through colors. Like at the time we're recording, I'm looking outside my window. I'm sitting in my living room and there's these beautiful purple flowers as we're talking. So I'm like, oh, purple. Yes, it number nine subtle energy the subconscious right so it's nine is really the number of this interdimensional flow as we're talking so i'm doing numerology looking at the color of a flower and then if i really got closer i could see it actually has five petals so i can get into that so i can decode it from so many different angles and that's just through years of working with you know? Yeah, but if you're going numerology crazy, you might just need a damn job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think what's also like a big message for me now, you know, from our talk now, it's also like starting to. Um, the more we we get into it, the more we see it. Like you know, you of course because you you yes. live it and you breathe it, you see it, you see the purple, you see you see the number because of course you know it. You have all this wisdom and knowledge but you're you're living it and you're the more the more we get into it the more then we see it and then we can learn from what we see pretty much yeah a thousand percent you know and just if you start paying attention a little bit it really will just start to open up and then just yeah be cool about it i mean that one guy is a very extreme example but <laughs> Uh, I definitely see it. I think it's funny because people think I'm probably constantly like, I'm like seeing everything like it's that movie, The Matrix, with the oh, yeah, Matrix yeah. Screen, <laughs> numbers scrolling. And I'm just like, I'm not, I am aware and I see it, I notice it, but I'm not like that crazy or like OCD yeah. or obsessive with it. Um, and you're pretty way, I feel like. Gra yeah that's a good way to put it i think i'm grounded and real and i feel like this way when i do notice it's like i know that i'm noticing for a reason you know it's just like i don't know you probably notice like whenever i bought i used to drive a volkswagen for example and when i got that car i never had a volkswagen before and all of a sudden i just all I notice is Volkswagen. Like yeah, now totally, I'm that totally happens. Yeah, absolutely. And even now from have, having had a Volkswagen in the past and my and Gina, my partner, had a Volkswagen as well. 
like I just see them everywhere and I find myself paying attention to Volkswagens and I see that logo and then I'm thinking, oh, Germany and the Volkswagen logo is actually 666 in numerology, which people think is like, oh, but it actually is a very enlightened energy field. Um, So then I'm like, not even then the cars, but I'm noticing the the model designs and stuff. And I'm thinking about Volkswagens, you know, (laughs) Um, which I do like the logo, but, um, and I actually really like that car. Um, But you just start to notice, you know, if I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy a Jeep, I'll start noticing Jeeps everywhere. You know, they've always been there. You just didn't pay attention. So good. Thank you so much, Remington. This has been amazing. I think we could keep talking, but... Oh, yeah, we could go on forever. Um, you have know, Gina's like, we're going to the beach. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to the... let you go to the beach. Um, well, I hope to see you in Europe if we don't meet up again in Mallorca, but I really want to go to Switzerland. I've never been. It's one of the spots. I, I, I really do. I want to prance with the fairies and the elves in the mountains because that's there's definitely davic realms there and everybody i meet and i'm totally generalizing and i do meet high vibe people but everyone seems like uh this magical little sprightly being so <laughs> i know we have some of the same friends in common but yeah. it's on the list and hopefully i mean everything's unpredictable with the way covid and changes and laws and who knows but my book comes out in November and was supposed to be in England. And then I want to do a little Europe book thing and, and whatnot. So maybe we, we do will a- meet again. And maybe we do a book party in, in Zurich. Who knows? I would love that more than anything. So um, please, let's do it. And I will take basil over parsley. <sighs> Amazing. Parsley has its place, but basil. But we'll do basil. <laughs> Thank you so much, Remy. Thanks. Wow. I wish I would have had another three hours with Remington. Absolutely mind-boggling and so much fun. I can't wait for his book. And... Who knows? Maybe we'll do a book lunch party for him in Zurich. That would be absolutely amazing. (laughs) You will find the pre-order link in the show notes. Make sure to check out his website, themysticalarts.com, as well as linked into the show notes. And he has a newly podcast as well, which is also very fun and deep. And there is so much wisdom and depth in his work and at the same time fun and grounded so thank you so much for being here for listening in for also sharing the life creation podcast whether it's this episode or another episode or the podcast all together share it with your friends your colleagues your family post it on social media and tag me I will reshare it and I always love to hear from you whether it's over these channels or directly what your takeaways are your thoughts about this episode or any other and of course also if you have any requests or suggestions I'm always thrilled to hear them So 
just go out there, live your life, see numbers, see symbols and curate your life. Thank you for being here.